Russian creeped in there. Voyage of, Voyage of the Geek. Why not? It's Soviet commune. Joining me as always, Dan Miller, Tom McGill. Hello. Myself, Dave hey. Scotland. Uh, panel of three tonight, having a look at some classic sci-fi and uh, classic in the sense of uh, um, age, mm. period. And it's from that period we've discussed before for sci-fi, which is a bit of a golden age for sci-fi. And this particular film um, sort of rests in there. It's probably not as good as some of the ones we've had a look at, but we'll discuss that. But it certainly stands the test of time as far as a narrative outing. So uh, tonight we're having a look at When Worlds Collide. And you always feel like you either need an echo when you say that, <laughs> or so boom, boom, boom. I don't remember too much of the trailer anymore. Did they do anything there with the voice? Oh, it's Be this, there. It's that typical 90s, 1950s uh, trailer, absolutely. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, how did we find this one, as in how did you come across it? Did, it was it early in life or only last week? It's a, a film that the ti- – one of those films that the title is always around. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, you know, they came from – you know, it came from outer space. Them, the, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There's m- movies that you've just constantly – that everybody has heard of. And this is one of those that is on the list of things I would always want to see because it's a film that I've heard so many times. The other thing is that you get those films confused. You yeah. don't know if this is the day the earth stood still. or and You're guilty this- of that. You, you, oh, yeah, absolutely. You thought it was um, uh, another film that had a, a sort of a, a, a sister planet to earth hidden on the other yes. side of the sun. Yes, I thought it was a Which rings a bell film. to me. That 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 concept rings a bell to me did you manage to find the title the of that film the only film i found on on under that title is um is doppelganger which is a film uh, a decade or two later after this one but that must be the there, there's not many there, there's only a certain amount of films that deal with this 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 the subject of a companion planet mm. An anti-earth on the other side of the. Was it a book? Sun. Maybe you read a book when books. you were younger. No, no, I saw a movie and never saw the end, ending. But that must be Doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Now this is not a has a German title, but it's an American film, uh-huh. and uh, maybe maybe it's worth looking at that for a review. It's interesting because they they go to the other side and the, everything on the other side, on the other Earth, is the same as here except left-handed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that all? Something like that. I don't know. I'm, I don't remember too much. Of all it. the people on one yeah, you know, yeah. on one planet have mustaches, and all I the other people the don't. Are, they're all called Barbara. The good guys are evil, or something like. We'll have to maybe look into that film. Yeah, but I'd this like to look into that. Hopefully, here, they I use have. the narrative because it's a good concept. Hopefully, they use it a little bit more than just make people left-handed. So when I saw this for the first time was last week. When okay, I saw cool. it, I realized, oh no, I hadn't. I'd never seen this before. Okay, cool, cool. Mm. And what about you, Dan? When worlds collide, sounds like a. 
proverb or something or other. It yeah. sounds like a, and maybe it is <laughs> when ma- pigs fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. It maybe well, it's, ca- it's been used quite a lot in colloquially, like ships in the night. You know, yeah, when, yeah, when worlds collide is often um, when punk. Uh, meets, yeah, yeah, you know, preppy or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and 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 the worlds that come with them, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's used quite commonly in 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 sort of everyday speak, but not a lot of people actually have seen where it comes from. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're picking up on something that was before it. Before it, yeah. But no, anyway. you might be right. Um, I haven't seen it. I never sort of knew about it. But you kind of know about it when you see it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's the literal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we use it in our language, we're not talking about the literal, whereas yeah. this is when two worlds actually collide. Yes. We're, in fact, that planets, picture. Planets yeah. destroy Earth. Yep. There's multiple ones. Yep. So I didn't I didn't know about it. But, yeah. Um, actually, now that I look at that picture there, maybe we should move on to the, the thing. So I had, I, oh, I haven't, we haven't done you yet. But I – no, I hadn't seen it. And I kind of didn't really know that it existed. But like I said yeah. – um, once you like see it, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know what's going on here. Um, I I probably saw it when I was younger. My grandmother sat up till four in the morning most mm. nights, um, sewing clothes, and she was from the depression and mm. and um, and and was a sort of self-made seamstress that could literally craft anything, right? Mm-hmm. And she would sit, She would sit in the lounge room and so and on the television would be all of the old classic westerns the old classic sci-fis the old classic age of cinema remember bill collins the australian guy with the glasses who reviewed oh, films yeah. he was a pro- prolific hmm. um sort of 40 30 20 years ago and then got way too old um but he would always um, introduce the film and say, oh, this is a magnificent piece of cinematic. And he'd talk about the cinematography and he'd talk about the the uh, the, the, the music or, or the little-known actress in this one goes on to become this, whatever. Really well-versed in cinema. And he would, he would introduce these films. And so I found a lot of these films mm-hmm. that way and mm-hmm. would be sort of sneakily staying up late – Keeping my grandmother um, <laughs> holding, rolling wool up for yeah, her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be useful, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> and and managed to see a lot of this stuff. And this, I think, I saw that then because when I yeah. when I saw it later in life, I it was all very familiar to me. Yeah, and um, yeah. but yeah, watch hadn't seen it um, until last week for at least I'd say fifteen years. Mm. I hadn't seen it. Um, and it's exactly as I remembered it, you know. Not really cool miniatures, which we'll talk about later on. Not too bad. My point was that even if you hadn't seen it, you probably could still remember it, yes. right? You know, it's, yes. it's it's like what you think it's going to be like. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a trope laden film. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, yeah, it, it, but it's possibly even you know the the trope creating not it literally by itself, but mm. it's definitely in the deep. Yep. vein of all of those that yeah. gold mine of tropes that's that my, come my out of the first line in my notes is the trope fest in the opening scene uh-huh. <laughs> opening thing yeah. yeah we have scientists yep. we have big ass telescopes in the background yeah we have a, a phrase if my calculations are correct <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. we got everything we got little slide rulers and people making notes absolutely all right. So, what we normally do um, for the show is we use the narrative beats of a, of, a, of a film to sort of drive us through the process, and um, and I think for this film it certainly qualifies for that. Some films we watch, 
that just makes it worse. Zardos is probably one that comes to mind. <laughs> the more you try to stick with the uh, the beats of the film, the more confusing it gets. Mm. Uh, but this one certainly, I think, the narrative is easy to follow. So, Dan, you you are the uh, the navigator of all things narrative. Where do we start with this one? Well, I think we need to take a quick backward step and just have a look at the movie poster. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you know? I guess this is the movie poster, right? For those yeah, yeah. Not no, watching, it, it's um, it's one of many. Usually, it's maybe Probably. a reproduction. Well, it's it's the layout might be a reproduction, but then again, the, the sort of bloodstain looking things in the top corner looks like it could actually be a collectible. <laughs> so it could actually be a movie poster from. True, it does seem to have bloodstains. Maybe it was when worlds <laughs> actually collided. They, they made these, it. These are the kind of posters, these horizontal ones with the kind of writing underneath. They were typical for that era and they were yeah. sort of A3 size. They yeah. weren't big things. Yeah, yeah. And they used to have them all over the walls with different pictures from the mm, film. They yeah. usually have that layout and that font <clears throat> and then there'd be like five six seven eight different versions of this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's there's a formula going on here the, the tall skinny font um looks like almost a helvetica type font and all of the actors are say 10 15 points and then technicolor yeah. is, yeah, is yeah, yeah. and most i, I want to know did the average punter in 1951 know what the fuck that meant you know technicolor. they knew it was color do you that think that's good. it it's just that's the fact that it's color yeah, yeah and it's okay. got yeah, technique yeah, which cool. is probably sciencey so yeah. that's probably better somehow yeah yeah i think on um we also found some lobby posters that, that ah, yes, must have yeah. been what tom was talking about where they're you know, a whole variety of screenshots, essentially. Yeah, yeah there's a couple. Um, I've thrown a couple in there, including. So as we roll through some uh, pictures in the background here, you'll probably see there's uh, um, uh, a couple of foreign language ones as well. The thing that draws my attention, though, on the When Worlds Collide poster here is the colliding world seems very small. Yeah, because it looks like a moment of impact, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it looks, looks like, like it's in- actually pushing over this large building. It's that Indiana Jones rock. <laughs> yes, and so it, the 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 world is yeah. probably the size of yeah, you know, a very large city block. Uh, but Not- what mass does it have? Yeah. That's a neutron star. Uh, a world with that mass to destroy us, but the size of a city block. It's could a bit be a like star. the uh, the line out of whatever it is, you know. You know, I'm not locked in here with them. They're locked in here with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. That's it. So yes, it's probably the Earth falling onto this very small thing. Um, the, it gives you an indication when you look at the tagline that was used for the film. Oh yeah, what's the tagline? It gives you an indication of sort of the scope of how the Americans saw the world. Right. Mm. Um, the tagline is, uh, where did it go? Oh, see New York City completely unindated. 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 But just the fact that it's it's New York City, it's like, well, hang on, this is a world killer. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, there's that very American-centric thing that kind of happens in American (laughs) movies. And it's it's only two shots, I think, where the water comes in around the the, the miniature buildings. I always love to transpose that to Australia and it'd be like, when Wagga gets wet or something or other, the inundation of Of Wollongong. Yeah, 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 nice. (laughs) So that was the tagline. So where do we start with this one? Well, my memory of where, where the film actually starts is the best way a disaster movie can start. Raging fire, right? Narrative. In fact, I've got an image here of somebody's actually broken down. When worlds collide, <laughs> this fire. and this. So this is the first sort of panels of the film. But that looked strange to me, and that looked like it probably wasn't there. Do you think it original. might have been a bit of promo it, it that was sort of tagged to me on? Like, like this is something from, that they added in, this, in the 80s. Yeah. 
I was looking at the next one of the next um, shots like this mm. where they have the opening credits. Yep. Okay. So they have all of this sort of um, yeah. Well, uh, all the, all the yeah, opening credits. They have like a. It's almost like a typed page. With, yeah. with the person's name dot dot dot. Remember, then, they also have a big diagonal display yeah, of all yeah. the names. And they're all offset. Yeah, and yeah. They lean. The yeah, heading yeah. doesn't say credits or actors. It says for your approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the players and, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. and the players are all staggered to <laughs> yeah. the right as they yeah. go down the yeah. page. Yeah. And whoever doesn't make reason. that list remains uncredited. <laughs> yeah, the there's nothing at the end of it. You only get four panels. Like there's only four or five panels, and then that's it. There's no rolling credits. I guess we we sort of graduated from that over time to there's not a lot of opening credits in films. So usually there's maybe a dozen, days, a dozen names. Well, and it's just the director the or something there's like that. Usually, famous. The, apart from the actors, you'll only ever really have a writer, uh, a director, producer, mm-hmm. and maybe a cinematographer and um, uh, story based on Limited to very, like. very super Very famous, simple stuff. But th- these thing. almost the whole cast, and everybody gets the, their name up there. Okay. The other thing I liked still about these opening titles is that they had this red kind of blurred background, red and black, and I swear off screen underneath the camera they're they're filming a red and black sort of space smooshed thing. Um, I'm sw- I swear they must have had like a little um, a little retort stand or something with about four cigarettes, yeah. you know, and there's little wafts right. of smoke, little smoke, isn't it, coming up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That stuck yeah. out in my memory for some and reason. And it probably is exactly that. It probably is cigarette smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just sitting under Just the, filmed. Because yeah. those plates, <clears throat> those uh, they're artwork, right? Someone's painted those, like with the names and the dot, dot, dots and yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's painted. Yeah. Well, Just even, even the original Star Wars scroll is, is painted mm-hmm. on, on, on card. Mm-hmm. And then it rolls underneath, or a camera rolls over the top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so someone's painted that. So yeah, to have smoke, they've probably just camera, smoke, card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it is. All right. Um, so how does the story start? So I think we've talked a couple of times. We've talked a lot about how stories sometimes end without a conclusion. Mm. They just end. Well, this one's definitely got that, and we should keep our eyes peeled for this in the future because this one starts kind of pretty abruptly. Well, yeah. actually, there, there is a. I'm getting ahead of myself. There is a kind of a narrator, and, a narrator. A, and a beginning. But when the movie starts proper, mm. there's no messing around and we jump straight in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no character development or any of that sort of stuff. It's straight plot. The, the first one is, bang. my God, there's a giant planet heading towards us. That's like the first, literally <laughs> yeah. the first line. Now let's line. meet some people. They don't <laughs> yeah. even say, they don't, they don't say, I like that about the film, how they don't tell what say what's going on. They keep it all simple. And it's deliberate. It's, it's, it's deliberate. part of the plot. Is that it's all hush But the way they build it up is yeah, nicely yeah. because there is, well, we'll probably get that. I'll continue talking in a minute, maybe. Mm. Because Dan wants to start off the first Well, we are, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves because yep. there's the narrator. And what happens before the narrator? <sighs> Remind me. We have the Bible. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah, Noah have, and the, the... We have the freaking Bible. Noah's Ark. Noah's That's Ark right. and the Bible. Yes. That's right. And what particular passage is out of the Bible, which is kind of a bit... Because it's a Noah's Ark thing, right? So there's the Noah's Ark bit, but which is the passage? Did you read it? Yeah, but I don't it, it was all about the evil of man yes, and, very good. And, and how um, it was a decision. God to decided to wipe s- them out. Yes, decided to squash everybody. I and, will smite thee. Yes, yes, a good smiting and start again. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, then we cut to the narrator. Is like millions of scientists. Well, that's where the Bible ends. 
Because the Bible actually says, Noah, take your good people and I will spare you. Here, they're just, I'm going to smash the earth. Mm. And leaves it up to the humans to decide who they want to take. And yeah, just leave them to fend for themselves. Well, so there's some lottery themes. Lottery decides it. And mm. True. There's some themes that we should talk about um, as well. Uh, and those are sort of associated with it. Anyway, then we go straight to the scientist. The narrator says, scientists looking across the world. Check out stars and come to... And then we look in. Okay, we see the, the scientist who says, my God, there's a bloody star going to crash into us. No, he doesn't. Well, well, no, no, no. He says something he like, says, "If my calculations yes, are correct, my calculations will be, are correct. It'll be <laughs> horrible, horrible." And <laughs> Professor Hugendubel in America needs to be informed immediately. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. All right. So, um, I suppose I'm, I'm sort of dancing around, going into the, the narrative here a little bit. But um, can we think of the log line for the story? So, log line probably a good formula for the log line is when something. Mm. A something must do something. Yeah, in order to something. To something, yeah. yeah. So it's like when a gigantic planet's going to crash into our planet. A group of scientists and desperate humans. And a reporter. Have to build a, a craft. And a small puppy. And a small <laughs> Have to build a craft to escape the earth <laughs> and survive. Yeah. For, the, for the survival of mankind. Yes, yeah, okay, something like that. Something All right. Like that. Um, and so then we meet our hero. Who's our hero? It's... Dave Randall, isn't it? Is that his name? I Randall, do believe I remember Randall. it is Dave. Yeah. Um, it is Randall, and it's played by the star of the film. The biggest, uh, the biggest banner for the film is um, uh, Richard Durr. Richard Durr, D E R R. But Dave Randall is the character, and we're introduced to what's the first scene that Dave the first Randall? First thing is you show that he's another one of those poon hounds that we always see in these fifties movies. Snogging away. Yep. Oh, that's right. He's in a helicopter. He's in a plane some with some yeah. chick in, yeah. in the smallest plane. You see how squished they were in. Yes. And man. they're snogging away to the Having point a... that he goes into a death spiral in, in the Alps somewhere. Yeah. They're, they're radioing a... while while well, right. smiling at her knowingly and. <laughs> <laughs> Lusciously. Yes. I don't think they actually did they explain in the story what the hell he was doing? Wh- wh- or who she was? Who she was? It's like Where did she come from? She was a bimbo he took along because that is how he rolls. Obviously that's him. Smoking, yep. drinking, chicks. That's <laughs> yep. our hero. Yep. Yep. That's womanizer. A, yeah, that's and a, the funny thing is, for the rest of the film he's not a womanizer. No. Right, right, and he's the very only womanizing he does in the first shot of the film, and then does nothing else that even closely resembles. He does, he does muscle in on, on that relationship, but he doesn't want to. No, 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 but he, that, he doesn't that's want to. He's accidentally, accidentally, not like that other guy from uh, Journey to Mars who who was just yeah. in your face. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll take you from her, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no, he was actually quite subdued with the whole womanizing thing. But it was and clearly important to the turned out very director. sensible in 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 the as the film progresses with yeah. you know logic. Logic decision making. Quite, he gets quite the martyr. Put in position. He doesn't muscle himself mm. into a position of somebody who gets on the yep. on the surviving ark. And we'll get to that later yeah. on. But it's questionable as to why he is on the ark. True. <laughs> well, he questions it himself. If, if anything, it's more about her being a little superficial and wanting a little bit of uh, rompy pompy. And yeah, I want to right. take him to uh, to the other planet. You're right, a spoiled, spoiled, spoiled brat. daughter. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, the situation we have at the moment is that there's one scientist in South Africa who's got a good view of the danger coming in. He has to get the message to the other scientists across the other planet in the whatever. And so we're going to need a pilot to take the message because the internet hasn't been invented yet. 
We need a we need your best man. We need your best courier mm-hmm. to take this message, and we need someone that's not going to ask any questions. Yes, and somebody you'll get the job done. So you need to be a courier mm-hmm. A and not ask too many questions B. True, and you need to also have a bit of integrity. You've got to be a uh, can't be bought. That's right. Right. But if this was an eighties film, that courier would have been an ex Navy SEAL. Yes, exactly. It would have been Steven Seagal. Yes, <laughs> but in this film, it's just a yeah, it's just a pilot. And that's all he that flies airplanes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he takes chicks on joy rides. He knows and- where to land. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. So bring, um, bring me someone that knows where to land. So there's a bit of shenanigans where he has to get the the thing because it's a secret. You know that. The secret data has yep. to get that handcuff to his arm. Despite the fact he now has to fly a plane with a handcuff <laughs> case to his... But they gave him the key. Did they give him the key to the handcuff or did they give him the key to the actual case? Because later on the key comes out yeah. uh-huh. and they open the case, but I don't know whether they open the handcuff. Uh. It's, it's odd to give a courier the key to the That's case. Right. Yeah. the handcuffs. It doesn't matter what it's for. What Both is wrong. It would have made, been much cooler if, if you know, he, if he actually said, well, where's the key? And yeah. it's like Hendon over the other side of the earth. He's got the key. Exactly. You know, you can only get it taken off. But he gets you... approached by a reporter who says, oh, we doubled our offer to your, to your story. So yeah. he has obviously been known to carry this stuff. People know that he's there and that he's got access to the information. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what happens is that's odd. in transit. It was odd. The key was a very odd one because no matter how you look at it, it's, it's, it's a poor move. <laughs> For security reasons, it's a poor move. If it's a key to the handcuffs, <laughs> yeah. then you're fucked. If yeah. it's a key to the case, yeah. then what's the point of him having a, an empty case handcuffed to him while they walk away with the files? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. While he's on the way, he gets propositioned by newspapers to to sell what he's got in his case to yep. the London New York Times or yep. whatever, Bef- and he and he refuses. Before he leaves, there's a nice build-up scene where because the scientists do not tell us what's going on, right? Mm. They just say something dire is happening, yeah. and uh, the pilot complains about being not being paid That's upfront. Right. I only get this little bit of money, and, and, and I was the professor promised- can't help himself. And the professor says, well, the, the time will come when money doesn't no, mean anything yes. to this anyone. This money's not going to be important anymore. And Randall says, well, when that happens, I'll be six feet under. And what does he get as a reply? <laughs> Just a stare. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds of silence. <laughs> and then his reaction's, <laughs> And I love that. That was a good build-up, too. To, this is dangerous. Uh, <clears throat> yep. All right. So he flies across the, the, the side of the planet. Well, he catches a passenger plane this time back. Yes, he's on the passenger plane. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets propositioned. You know, will somebody? You know, the, he doesn't sell the. He gets sell a telegram the, mid mid flight, which oh. you can't even get now on a seven four seven. True, but he gets Very a telegram true. saying we'll pay double for for whatever they're paying you. We'll we'll pay double for what you're carrying. Those reporters must have uh, been on the ball with getting the scoop on. How did yeah. they know what was going on? They're paying the- double for. They have no idea what they're paying double for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only reason. Okay, why you have a have a suitcase, <laughs> you know, handcuffed to your head. I don't know what's in there. There's a story I, in there. Yes. Whatever it is in there, there's, there's a story. There's a story in there, and I will pay double for it. That's exactly yeah, right. What's in there? Let me turn this down a little bit. All right. So um, there we go. Okay, so cut across to the other side of the earth, and he's yep. arrived in where New York City. And yep. he's going to go to the observatory, the world's greatest observatory or something or other. And, yep. and he's going to meet a guy called Hedron or Hadron. Um, Hendron. Hendron, yep. A large Hendron Collider. Who he recognises by photos he's been given. That's right. He's Dr. Been given, Cole Hendron. Yeah, he's been given uh, photos, so mm-hmm. he gives it to the right guy. Yep. Um, and he gets picked up by Joyce Hendron, who's... That's the, right. She's that got a bit of pull at the airport. Right, gets him past customs. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, There's no... uh, Because uh, I was wondering how they were going to get through customs with Mm. the handcuffed um, secret box. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but she's got a bit of pull and pulls him aside and out they go the back door mm-hmm. through through customs. Um, and she's the daughter of the professor, yeah? Yeah. And she's the uh, the female main character for the film. Yes. Uh, and so there's a cool shot in the story. Still tweaking sound levels here. There's a cool shot in the in the taxi, right, where they're talking um, and something rather cool happens that I thought was Where Randall pretends like he knows what's mm-hmm. going on. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so he, he wants in on the whatever it is. He's interested. Well, he's yeah, he's and really she assumes he knows, and he goes, "Well, yeah, of course I know." Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. What, what's her line? Her line is well, something. She says, "Should do? You, do you think it's it's right to keep this from the world?" Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he says, "No, no, nah. everybody should." Everybody should know this. <laughs> yeah. and that, she goes, that one Whoa. decision, that one decision <laughs> to play the man than I am. to play the game opens the whole world up to him. Yeah, yeah. Because later, when we find that um, that that opens the door for him to sit in on the rest of the meetings and yeah, because like he because he's the bloody courier. <laughs> he should yeah, be out yeah, of there yeah. immediately. And and so he's I the FedEx that, guy yeah, that gets yeah. led into the <laughs> world's most secret meeting. Yeah, yeah. But it was like nicely built up that it was um, this kind of accident that that. He knew what was in the case, and therefore he was part of the. But Dad, he wouldn't. I know he if didn't. The but FedEx guys comes in and says, "Well, I know already what's going on." Yeah. What you say? Well, then why, why don't you just sit here then, yeah. FedEx guy? Yeah. Don't you, you obviously have no better place to be anywhere? Yeah, exactly. It would, would still, still be. It would still be. Yeah, but I don't care. Get out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe they thought he was part of the scientific. You know bunch of dudes over on the other side of the planet because well, he knew he, what was going he's on. He's got the lead credit on the poster. He needs to be in that yeah, meeting. He's going to The rest of the film that. just tries to keep him. They <laughs> did this twist the plot in order to yeah. try to keep him yeah. in the movie. He and himself he spends the rest of, of the movie saying, of his I shouldn't really be here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. I've been struggling he's with right. this for months. He says he shouldn't be here. He does kind of barge in. In fact, what we saw uh, when he first arrives at the, the secret super-duper observatory is another dude called, um, what's his name? Um, Fre- Fre- Freddy? Freddy? The, 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 the betrothed? Yes, the betrothed. What's his name? Drake? Oh, oh, is it doctor. Drake? Yeah, no, I think it is. It's uh, Dr. Tony Drake. Tony. Tony Drake, right. So, <laughs> and he's about to shunt Tony Drake out of the way and, like, yeah. you know, because he's, Tony Drake's, like, going to get married with. He's the, asked her to marry. Yeah, there. The, what's her name again? Joyce in the Joyce. in the car. But so, not uh, in the film he asked her to marry him. So it's not like it's a betrothed <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, it's sort of expected. It, it is a little bit expected. But we'll uh, we'll get to the coldest shoulder in cinema history that happens later on, old <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes it with like, with uh, like I mean, literally a shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> you know the the data is given to the large hadron, Doctor Hadron. That's hadron, right. Yep. And you know, there's about a thousand scientists. Well, Ten scientists, and they all crowd around, and mm-hmm. they look at it with a magnifying glass, yes, and they, yep. you know, measure it with a measuring tape, and they're like, oh, and they take this. it to the to the supercomputer of the day. Well, that's right, that's right. Where she sits with a slide ruler <laughs> and a notepad, looked it's a lot a, like a lie detector to me. But. Yeah, about four, t- <laughs> about four typewriters kind of strapped together. It's a, they they, they t- take it to the DA. That's yes, right, that's right. and then Tony. Goes to to Randall says it's a differential analyzer. Mm. <laughs> now differential analyzers are a thing from the 1800s. Oh, they're really yes. These are very old. These are the first analog computers. Mm. And in the 1950s, when this film was made, they were going out the door. They were 
antique things. I don't know why they're so proud of their, mm. their you know, it's, 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 it's metal rods and some discs spinning together. And, uh, yeah, cogs and wheels. Cogs and wheels, sort of doing multiplications yeah, and additions. Yeah. Yeah. And so, vision. so what he was carrying was um, imagery from the telescope. Yes, it was actually photographs, wasn't it? It was reverse <coughs> photographs where... Yeah, yeah, the black is white and the, so the stars white, are black. And which the, is normal for space. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. too... Yeah. And so I guess they, the group that it got brought to, their task was to look at it mm. and then analyse the accuracy of it mm-hmm. to then disprove or prove their theory mm. that, mm. that something is afoot. And I think Dr. Hadron says, you know, there's no mistaking, you yes, know. We can, there's no longer any doubt. Yeah, yeah. Dr. What's-His-Face over on the other side of the planet is incredibly accurate with yeah. his figures, you know. Or, or the <clears throat> chick, the daughter that goes into the other room with the slide ruler is very accurate because mm. she's with her little notepad. Everybody's in the other room, stress, smoking, <laughs> standing around, waiting. She's on her own in the other room with a notepad and a pen and a slide ruler and all the data as it's coming. She's <laughs> like this. Squirting oil into the computer <laughs> as it as it differentially analyzes the pictures. So now there's no doubt, yeah. right? Something is afoot, mm-hmm. right? But are we aware of what that thing is at this point in the film well, yet? They, uh, no, I'm pretty sure they blab it right there. They, they, say, they, they say, say it then. They even give it names. Okay. So it's the planet. It's the star. Yeah. Bellus. Yes. Which is a dozen times the larger than the Earth, they say. A dozen times. A dozen times. Which is still considerably yeah. smaller than the <laughs> sun. It's, it's smaller stuff. than Neptune. Smaller than Jupiter. But it's smaller than Uranus, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot smaller than our sun, though, isn't it? How many, yeah, how many yeah, times yeah. bigger than... It's a planet. I mean, 12, oh, I dozen, it was a, it, didn't you say it was a star? They say it's a star, but if it's a dozen times larger than the Earth, it's it's smaller it than, than Uranus. It's not no, a star. No, it's supposed to be... A, well, they, they claim it's a star in the movie. This. They claim it's, star, it's a star in the okay, movie, cool. but they also say it's the wrong size. Which well, has got to fit in the shot. Oh, did they say that? This is weird. This is weird because in the book, it's just two bloody planets. And it's just like. In the book, it's two planets. So that makes more sense in the way. When worlds collide. Yes. (laughs) The title would make sense sense if it was a star. I had no idea that anyone in the film called it a star. They did. Yeah, it's a star. And it's supposed to have. That's Bellus, I think. Bellus is the star. Mm. And Zyra. Is the planet woo, 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 <clears throat> that's it's going around? Star. Right. Yeah. So, if everybody can get into their minds, billiard balls, because mm-hmm. you're going to need a billiard table for that's what's right. going to what's going to happen next. Mm. So, what's going to happen is Bellus is going to come. The the little mini star is going to come flying in a million miles an hour. No, no, no. They, they, t- they even say how fast it goes. How, okay, how they, fast I don't remember, but oh, they, okay. they, they, these guys in South Africa at the start, they said it moved um, two million oh, miles right. in a week or something. I did. That's right. And then if you extrap, and then later on in 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 New York or wherever they are, Doctor Hendren says, "Oh, if this this is, the calculations are correct, and uh, it's going to hit us in eight months. We have eight months time." That's yeah. right. But they also say how far away it is. You can people have calculated. I found it on the internet when they because uh, um, um, <laughs> oh, I love, people love the internet. Yeah, I love the internet. <laughs> Randall says, "Oh, we don't have to worry about this for the next hundred years." <laughs> And he is actually correct. Yeah. So judging by what the people have done the calculations, they say, well, yeah, it would at that that speed it would actually take a hundred years to reach Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be eight months. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice. You gotta love the internet though. Like people, Dan sends me a video and it's the um, drag coefficients of X-wing fighters, and fucking <laughs> yeah. and, and tie fighters, very scientifically worked out um, and probably super accurate. <laughs> but you gotta love the internet. Where would we be without it? So. Yeah, so okay, this is interesting. We should just keep this in mind that that differential analyzer, I think, uh, yeah, might have had a couple of bugs in the system. Yep. But anyway, what's going to happen is we have Bellus and its little planet, and as those two things come in, essentially Bellus is going to smack into the Earth and destroy the Earth, and mm-hmm. then the pair of them are going to mm-hmm. blow up and disappear. And meanwhile, Zyra, which passes earlier, which, which than, the, than the destruction, which, yes, passes earlier in front of Earth and does a whole bunch of scary stuff, yep. is then just going to sort of cruise down and just hang out and well, just, it goes into a nice little orbit around. Yeah, the yeah, sun. yeah, yeah, just hangs out yeah. around the sun. Yeah. So if you imagine the billet balls, <laughs> yeah. you know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a stroke of light. and that sort of brings us back to that Bible quote, doesn't it? Where, okay, where, it does where. Um, the Earth is going to be replaced mm-hmm. by another Earth, mm-hmm. which is pretty much this story. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from a holistic viewpoint, yes, essentially that what that's what they're saying. So, um, if we sort of continue with the biblical theme, mm. that makes Belus the god of the Old Testament. Yes, and who is Zyra? It's the Savior. Yes, yeah. that's right. So there's lots of uh, really Zyra is the Ark. Well, not well, Zyra no, is the no. world after. No, the, the, the spaceship is, is the Zyra is the world. Zyra is the world after the after water the, recedes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. But so you can also sort of think of it arc. as you know the metaphor for the savior that yep. comes at the end. All right. So once they know all of this information, they're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go to. They're going to march across the street from New York Super Duper Observatory with to the United Nations to the United Nations. And this is not the first film that we've had that we've looked at where there is some kind of debate going on at the United yeah. Nations. <laughs> Everybody's where someone walks in with a plan, a <laughs> crazy dis- plan, destruction to everybody, and <laughs> yeah. then some other wanker stands up and says, "It's all crap." <laughs> yes, and you should ignore it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do anything. Yeah. My advice is to anything <laughs> yeah. is do nothing and they're all crackpots. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so everyone follows mm-hmm. that wanker mm-hmm. except for this handful of people that follow the doctor. Mm, it's cheaper. Cheaper to follow the wanker. Yeah. That's, uh, it's quite... Do nothing. Okay, so this is... Been doing that for decades here on Earth. <laughs> so you've just explained what happens is yeah. the scientist comes into the UN and says, you know, mm. <laughs> says, planet's going to blow up. And the UN says, oh, I don't know, the idiots. You know, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And so... Yeah, the scientists who have done the calculations, they say this is going to happen, and all the other people who have no yeah, clue politicians. say... Politicians. Yeah. Just, nah, <laughs> nah, that's not... Fake, fake. I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this leads to a bit of a bit of a theme that, yeah, the uh, UN's bloody useless yes. and uh, filled with idiots. Yes. Um, and actually it touches on the next part of uh, another theme as well, is who is actually the saviour... Because remember that now, now we're, we're in a situation where the UN has failed. Because well, now failed. we need now we need uh, financial backing, right? Control. Exactly. And who comes Capitalists. through with the cash? Well, there's a couple of senators that come through. A couple of millionaires. No, 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 no. Not. I thought I they think, were senators. No, 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 no. I think they're they're businessmen. Because after the UN, he goes to the Senate. Because they go businessmen. They say, "I'm going to give you the money," but, and then the other one goes, "Hey, I'm richer than you. I'm going to give you more money." <laughs> no, they do go to the Senate, and the yeah. Senate fails as well. And they say, "Ah, oh, fuck, yeah, we're no, not paying. We, can, we can't afford that. We yep. can't afford for this." Yep. So big government. Will the two guys give him enough money to get started? Yeah, but they don't have enough to... Well, the one that gives them the money, the other one gives them the property to build yeah, it all That's on. right. You can build it on. So there. it's two millionaires that kind of save the day. You know how I know the senators? The property that 
that they get is government property. Okay, really? maybe they are senators. Yeah, they're, they're senators. They're they're state senators. So Millionaire he's, senators. He's well. He's saying use this bit of property yeah. that I've got in my state. It's government land, and you yeah. can use it. Okay, so you're in Congress won't pay, and some rich guys eventually pay, possibly yeah. some senators. Well, senators are very rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Very wealthy people. Okay, so um, we've kind of got the the lifeboat, the ark, yep. the ark, yep. sort of happening. Which looks um, cool. Which it does a cool, look cool. Sleek little nineteen fifties silver. Well, it's spaceship. been designed. It's classic. It hasn't. They haven't started construction on it until we meet our film, the nemesis of the film, the uh, the oh, the wheelchair guy. wheelchair Stanton. band bound uh, Stanton, the money man. So that's a, probably the next story point. So we're. Gonna meet, I suppose. What's the bad guy? The, the, it's it's a bit ambiguous. We we don't really have a bad guy in well, the movie. He, he, he behaves. Certainly, he certainly represents very evil much. Yeah, in, he's in, he's arrogant. He bosses his his manservant around. He says, yeah. "I'm go outside and read the magazines. Yeah, get out." Um, he also wanted to handpick as part of the deal. He wanted to handpick the people that went. So there's a rich guy who's going to pay up the rest of the money. Where, where Hendon, is, Hendon he's a grumpy comes old... into his own, where he puts the gun to, to Staten's head, essentially. He says, yeah. your money or your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those very so words. hang on, hang on. Just explain it clearly. So Stanton, Sydney Stanton, says, I'll pay for this rocket, but I'm going to be in charge. Yep. And the Large Hadron Collider says... No, you aren't. Yeah. You want to pay for this rocket? I'm in charge, and yeah. you get one seat to put your own butt on, that's and that's right. it. That's exactly right. And he says, mm-hmm. yeah, you know I can't res- refuse. <laughs> yes, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, so I was th- saying, is he the bad guy? I just, think so. I rem- think so. Just remember at the start, the Bible thingy at the quote was that God's going to destroy the world because... Everybody is evil. Well, he's not. The world is wicked. He's a bad guy on a lesser level than that. Than world destruction, sort of. But he God. also comes through with the cash, so it's a little bit of an ambiguous bad guy. Well, he has to come through with the cash because he wants to survive. Yeah, true. But I mean, the writers didn't have to put him in the story. Right? No, they do because you, it is yeah, a I story about human. It is not. There's. It's just about how. How would you behave when the world? When you know you're going to die, yeah, you know how, how does your behavior change, and 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 that's part of the story. So and we need to have. I that. think that's at the core of the, yeah. the narrative is is people's reaction, and to have, you've got uh, the star of the film, David. What's his Randall. name? Randall. Randall. Um, he's super reluctant. You know, he's, he wants to do the martyr thing, and he doesn't want to go. He wants to give someone else his seat. who's consistent mm. to the point of pissing you off as an audience member. Mm. And then you've got the opposite to that. So he's the opposite to the Dave True. Randall. That's a good point. Isn't it? Well, and I think you have to have that. Otherwise, yeah. it's all fucking yeah. lollipops and ice cream. If anything, mm. the film doesn't dwell enough on, on human reaction. They have what, what, what this film is missing is the shots of the normal people who are not invited, who are not builded, building on the arch. They don't know yeah. that the arcs are being built. They don't know where they're built. So what are these? What's their reaction? They know... At some point in the story later on, the world accepts the fate and they yeah. know that the planet is going to destroy everything. And um, I'm sort of missing seeing shots We're definitely of missing what it. people do. Do they huddle together? Even do they after panic? the... the is there rioting in the streets? It's really a, it's a double destruction process, isn't it? Where the planet comes past first, unleashes the earthquakes, uh, earthquakes and, and like tidal the nine, waves. nine days before or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it would have been good to see some... Re- like, we really only see a handful of people on a little tiny clump of... Land and they're just passively—they're just passively being rescued. Yeah, and it's not like they try to climb, climb on the helicopter or anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the boy on the roof, but we really don't see any result 
of the destruction, yeah. do we? No, we don't. Mm. True. Um, we see a whole well, when we get there, but we we do see we do see a lot of stock footage of all sorts of things mm. blowing up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. not what and, happens. And to, miniatures being washed away. Yeah. Miniatures being. Squashed. I think it's, it comes from the time of. It, it depends on when they make the film. Like if cinema at that time is full of drama and character and all the rest of it, the selling point of this is the miniatures and the explosions and the fire and the other planets and the, and the rocket ships and the Technicolor. Yeah. And not so much the plight of the humans after the flood. It won, of course, Oscar for best special oh, did effects. Did it really? Yeah, did it really? That's all. Nineteen fifty-one Oscar best yeah, special effects. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a technical sort of a feat. You know, mm-hmm. it's a so and it has good matte paintings. I love like we, we already Except passed for the final one when they reached the planet. Oh yeah, that was that's that was a letdown. They, well, they we had lost to, lost the money. Well, lost that's the gonna funding. Be, I'm that's thinking gonna the roadrunner's going to fucking come out from behind that rocket. But isn't that a beautiful shot when they come to the side of the rocket for the first time and that car? Car, the bus that brings them, they go through the checkpoint, the, the bus drives past the camera That's right. and reveals, and reveals it. The, the scenery. That was fantastically it's beautiful, done. beautiful, yeah. That's great. Yeah. We need to talk about the matte paintings in this as a specific topic. Yeah. So, Matt Painter wasn't yes. even credited. Oh, really? Wasn't he? No. No, that sucks. That sucks because he's important to this film. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he's very important and more important than – all right. Um, we can't forget to hit that topic. Um, Joyce and Randall fall in love, okay? They fall in love. That's right. Uh, it's very sedate. And they're kind of very proper, and she falls in love. She says, "Daddy, I want a different man. Mm. Mm. He makes yes. me feel funny. Yeah, I want to try that out." Yeah, and Daddy says, "Right, I'll find an excuse for him to be here to come with us." And I think she just pretty much says the reason that she likes him is he's just so different. Yeah, he's different. He makes me. I feel funny. He's different yeah. to what I'm used to. <laughs> no, he's actually the same as the other yeah. dude. I want a new pony. Yes, they're almost identical. You're a mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there isn't particularly strong motivation. I don't know. Yeah, just chalk that one up to love, doing weird things. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. That's it. Um, Next story bit I've got is they're going to build a gigantic rocket. Yes. So... um. What are they doing in the rocket? They get their, they've got this big base on the top of a mountain. They're going to launch the rocket. They're going to roll it down a hill and then up <laughs> yeah. another hill. Yes, so we the need theory, to get some extra speed, well, so we're going to go fuel. down a hill first. It's all about fuel, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Um, they can The rocket can carry enough fuel to for 40 people, to get 40-odd mm-hmm. people off, off mm-hmm. the planet, but only if they don't carry the fuel to launch the rocket most of, like, at least – Break the I don't know what do you call it break when the speed barrier when it, or something or other sort of gets to velocity. Yeah, you need to have escape velocity. You okay. need, yeah, to, you need to get your, enough speed up, right? And they're going to use a, a dolly system, like a, a sort of a roller coaster up a mountain. Uh, yeah, and the, there are rockets on the dolly system. Yeah, so it doesn't need to have the fuel on the rocket to get to that mm. speed, which sort of I don't mind that like no. as a concept. No, it's sort of cool. a little bit sound. No, it's stupid. It's not bad. No, it's a, it's good a little bit wily coyote, thingy. right? It's a little bit wily coyote. No, no, it's coyote. great for the movie. Yeah. And let's yeah, put yeah. a roller coaster on a rocket on yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's nothing wrong with that. But science wise, it's okay, right? No, it isn't. It's just going to add extra friction into the, It's going to slow the rocket down. Yeah, but you can put all the rockets that you like, all the fuel into the sled. 
that yeah. you then throw that's, away. Oh, okay. like it's the first okay. thing. That's the point. I see, that's the point. I see, I see. All and right. that's, that has sound validity to me. Okay, like if you I'm on board. I'm on all board. of the fuel that the sled needs doesn't need to be on what the What I rocket. want to see is a, is a shot when they start of that bloody sled going, whee, <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> or, or, or they're flying along and the sled like overtakes. <laughs> Because it doesn't have forty people on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 and animals uh, and all the rest of it. So yes, they're um, doing all sorts of things. They're going to load it up with lots of. What are they taking? I, chickens, sheep, chick- chickens, chickens, cows, and sheep. I saw sheep and chickens and, and lots of white Americans and somehow a dog and all the white got Americans taken on, yes. on board. Uh, yeah, a puppy, a puppy, a puppy. Um, Last minute, a random, six puppies. Actually. Random kid. There's, yes. that, there's that little image you sent me, Dan. I was just <laughs> sure I put it up there. The tiniest image in the world. There. <laughs> um, so um, it becomes the theme of the project is weight, isn't it? Mm, like it's yeah, yeah. Every every ounce counts. Every ounce, which is true, that you take for space travel has you need fuel uh, because we don't need to just get there. We need to stop when we get there. Mm-hmm. Unlike Journey to Mars, where you just find a planet, <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> mountain, a cliff, <laughs> and donk, and you drive it into the mountain. <laughs> yes. But here they have a, a, a planet that they don't even know anything about. Nothing. No atmosphere. They don't. They they, they reckon it probably has an atmosphere, yeah, yeah. and they decide we're gonna we're gonna fly aerodynamically, yeah. and not we're gonna. Glide in there. There's no wheels. There's no, there's no skis. Landing, no, no, they, they rely on the yeah aerodynamics <laughs> of the wings to get them onto that strange That's planet. Right. That's right. What else are they taking on the ark? Um, microfiche of microfiche. data of yes. all the books that yes. they can scan in the time yeah. that they have. So they're scanning. So all they're the, taking knowledge and all the knowledge, the worldly knowledge. So I like that touch. I thought that I was cool. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And is this when they mention at some point in the film they mention that there are other rockets being built elsewhere on the planet? I, yes, they, 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 they did mention that? of that. They did they mention do. that. There is a mention yes. of that. Yeah, yeah. They, don't see, make they much only mentioned it. once and it never ever pops up again yeah, in the film. Make, and that there's more of that in the it. book, right? Well, in the second book. No, well, I think it's also in the first book. Okay. Not that I've read either book. Yeah. But um yeah, I believe in the second book. I've read you know, a synopsis of them. Um you know, there's like the French rocket and there's the Chinese rocket and okay. there's the British rocket. The British rocket. And there's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, that I think that actually gets resolved in the second book, which is After Worlds Collide. Which they also wanted to make into a movie. Okay. Yeah. They did want to continue this, and that second book even ends with a cliffhanger that introduces a third book, which was never written. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mm. sounds interesting. But they resolve the fate of the other nations in yeah in the second book. Do they yes. make it? No. Some like, of them. Okay. Yeah, okay. like the French crash into a mountain or something. Yeah. Or they crash into the Alps the, and on takeoff. Something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. But the British right. make it, mm-hmm. and, the, and the Germans and the Russians and the Chinese make it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we can talk about that after this. Yeah. After the. Yep. Um, okay. Um, what happens next? Love trouble. Um, so yeah, Randall won't go on the. So this is where it kind of comes to the point that they're about ready. They're getting ready to launch. Everything's mm. getting getting. Really Did we close. talk about the? There are six hundred people building this <clears throat> thing. Yep. And only forty yes. are allowed to go. We have a problem. And wheelchair guy. Yes. Um, the bad guy. Nemesis, what's his name? Stanton. 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 Sydney Stanton. He brings it up mm. and he says, "You're all, you're all mad if you mm. don't think that human nature is not going to rear mm. its head." <laughs> yes. Bring right. in the guns. Uh, yes, he says. Look, everybody. <laughs> it just every- so happens I bought cases of yes. weapons. He says, "Look, everybody, 
when this rocket launches, everybody's going to go nuts. So I've got and a plan. Right. And they, yeah. should, they would. I'm well, going well, to bring in yes. boxes of guns. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring in boxes of guns. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to help the problem. The smart person would have said, Let, how about we take all the weapons <laughs> off the mountain? Away. <laughs> so at least we'll just be hand and fist. Yes. Yeah, so just rocks. No, fuck, bring no. in the automatic weapons. <laughs> no, I think it's a sound argument. Humans yeah. would go nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everyone works together uh, while they think, I've yeah. got a chance. I've got yeah. a, you know, a 2% chance of getting the lottery so everyone works furiously and hard Every- and, and the scientists are naive to it aren't they, they they're they like well I don't know what you're talking about people yeah. will do the right thing yeah he's yeah. the only one that actually he's makes right, but the, he's okay. right people would go nuts okay 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 the scientists as you're saying the scientists are all a bit nonchalant yeah. everybody will do the right thing yeah of course they will so just think carefully for a second large hadron collider dr hadron he's like oh hmm. what 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 what's all these people getting all uppity about his daughter yeah. gets a free trip. Yes. He gets a free trip. Yes. Well, he built the thing. He deserves a free trip. The FedEx. And his daughter. The FedEx. And her boyfriend. Gets, all and get a, bloody a free dog. trip. That's right. right. And a dog he found <laughs> yeah. somewhere. And some random kid. And some random kid he, he kind of liked. <laughs> so it's very fine for Dr. Hadron to say, yeah. what's all these people? Yeah. Just so some of you are going to die. Yeah. Stop. Being so, yeah. you know, dramatic about it <laughs> in that in that pipe <laughs> so scientific way. Yes. <laughs> I can't understand right. all of these people now. Righto, yes, come, come. Now, what would you have done? Like, you got six hundred people building the rocket, mm. and then at some point, you have to announce that these are the forty that are coming with us. Mm. What would you do? to make sure that the whole fucking situation goes doesn't go I would up. announce that good news everybody there's another rocket <laughs> <laughs> it's off on that so, mountain over there so you 560 people go over there <laughs> yeah and you can take the second rocket that's not too bad that's not too bad Some- in the fact there's two american rockets in the book bam oh is there really yes there's two and in the book them- yeah yes. yeah okay yeah. i would have probably put the list mm. at the bottom of the mountain Mm-hmm. And only had a bus that could carry forty. <laughs> well, that bus will never top, make it up, right? To, to the top, yeah. And you've only got to outrun them for about forty <laughs> meters before. So it's the forty fastest people that make it. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. As long as the Let's 40, make this sporting. Well, you, shall call, we? you call them out one at a time, right? You say Beverly White, <laughs> and she gets on, and Phil Blake, and he gets on, and then once the bus is full. Take off. <laughs> They'll never make it. Like, they can't. It's, it's humanly impossible to get to the rocket. That's the only thing I could come up with. Or another way is, to like, is you say, good news, everyone. We've redone the calculations and we realise we can. for two Yes, more. we can realise. Fight for it. <laughs> yes. We, we can take 80 people. Yeah. So this is the first bus. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, the plan ha- the plan did have holes. It didn't didn't make much uh, room for human nature, and it did rear its head. We'll get to that point. So I think we're getting close to that point. Um, Zyra starts coming close, and then we have um, disasters everywhere. Yes, so, that's right. Um, we get out all the stock footage. And New York is unindated. Unindated is that the word they use? <laughs> that's the word in. Uh, I do not believe that that is a word. The tagline is new. You will see New York City completely unindated. Unindated. Everybody who is listening to this, open up a new tab. Unindated. Yeah. No, this is they're just up to here. Here are a couple of the other taglines you've got: romance, thrills, adventure. Just three words with exclamation marks. 
Um, you've got okay. C New York completely uninundated. C frantic. <laughs> uninundated is not a word. Of course not. Un- it's in undated, oh, in but undated. they got it confused. They have the the letters confused. No, I've got it confused. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking at you thinking, I've heard that word 20 times. Inundated. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, okay. I think we should probably stick with unindated. Yeah. This is where we ed- um, edit the show and take the last two yeah. minutes out. <laughs> no, the last two minutes ago. If we start that, we'll have no show. Um, see frantic preparation to start new world. Frantic. So that's not even a... This sounds okay. like it's going to Google Translate out of Japanese. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll prove that these are Look, real, right? You've got see you- frantic preparation to start new world. So it was more important to have an exclamation mark than an A in there, to start a new world. <laughs> yeah, they pay to by the letter. new world. Yeah. It's like a telegram or a yep. tweet. They've yeah, only got 40 yeah, words. Yeah. They can't, can't waste any... <laughs> <laughs> Untold excitement is unleashed. They should have told us that yeah. excitement. I wanted to see that. <laughs> excitement will be coming in the next scene. It will scene. be excitement, but we we're not going to tell you about it. 44 re- men and women in desperate getaway flight to escape Earth's destruction. Oh, 44? 44? What? <laughs> they're even counting that there's some freeloaders on this. No, no, they went with your plan. They said, no, no, it's 44. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the first 40. See the crash of the planet, uh, planets Earth and Bellus. Lots of exclamation marks in all of it. Um, yeah, I think those taglines are actually more exciting than the movies. It is a mellow film, isn't it? It's a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a little. I needed bit, three uh, attempts to watch it. Paced. I kept falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. It's I managed to. I managed to sit through it to, to do it in one hit, but um, I have to admit that was there was some iPad. Browsing going on. <laughs> I watched it a second time last night. Were, there was I some multitasking going while yeah. doing it. Was. That I was task juggling. All right, so um, we're actually up to the exciting bit mm-hmm. where there's um, the world blowing up and there's floods. Who was, and the, who was the guy who got crushed? We, we've sort of passed it a little bit, but yeah. who got crushed by the crane? There's some, oh, some guy who we should have known about. Yeah, some random scientist. This who is was wasn't that? He was some guy who was. This there is before. when Zyra Zyra passed, yeah. right? And they had to run out. And shove beams in these perfect purpose-built holes for beams to yep. stop the sled from, from going getting away. Yep. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? Like someone, Why weren't the someone, beams in there already? Someone <laughs> yes. built the holes for the beams. Why didn't you put the beam in the beam holes when the planet was coming close? I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. But who was the guy that he, got squashed he had a by name. the crane? He had a name. He was one of those... Secondary characters. There yeah, was an was assistance doc- to Doctor Hendren. He was in the office when they first had a look at the microfiche. They didn't spend enough time with yeah. him for us to remember who he was supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, but he wasn't important. And he got squashed. He was just a guy that needed to get squashed. Yeah. So we see some. He might have been a construction dude or something. So it was bad enough having Doctor Who cares get squashed. Mm-hmm. But there's if there's a little boy on a on a rooftop somewhere. Yeah. And for some reason, our heroes are out in a helicopter doing things when they should be building rocket ships, but they, they decide to go out. They in are on a mission to take six boxes of stuff to some humans on a little. And rock they somewhere. finally have a a use for a pilot. Yes. For the first time in the film, they actually have a use for Randall, but he's not even scheduled to go fly the helicopter. <laughs> Tony it, is. Drake flying. Right. So Tony. Tony, who apparently now can fly airplanes. <laughs> Why isn't he landing the spaceship? Why do they have to ret- retrofit Randall as the pilot of the spaceship if, if, the, if the doctor could fly Well, all he's along? got no reason to go on that mission if no. he's not flying the fucking... Why? It is it's, bizarre that they It's have a, a mission to take medicine to people, mm. right? That excuses the reason for the doctor being there. Yes. Right? Then if, if Dave is 
piloting, then they've got a reason for both of them being there. Yeah, yes. But instead, what do they do? They have him as a passenger. They make the doctor fly the fucking helicopter <laughs> and they make Dave the pilot yeah, the chuck passenger. the medical supplies to people. <laughs> When they and, could- and he hasn't have to has to wangle his way onto the helicopter. Yeah. And not only that, when they find the small boy, they have to offload Dave, fly the helicopter back with the boy, then right. come back out again to pick up Dave that's, to get back in the helicopter he and take a, him back again. He does a big Yui, and Dave thinks he's not coming back. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. Yeah, that was a nice little touch because yeah. yeah. there was rivalry going on yeah. between the two I didn't guys. Mind that. Now, from what I can tell, I've seen production for, uh, um, shots, still <clears> images of that helicopter in a studio environment. Mm. Now in Today we would use green screen or we would do it digitally or whatever. Um, it would look like to me it was in a studio environment, but what I can make of it is they used a mock-up of a helicopter without the blades on top it hanging in a studio environment mm. to practice it. Yeah, to practice the stuntman jumping off. they did it for real. The, yeah. It looked. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is a tiny helicopter. This is a t- it's small. Not, yeah, yeah. It's small. not in 51, man. They're, they're like, helicopters are only around for about yeah. a year or three yeah, be- yeah. before that movie. I don't know what the latest in helicopter technology is, but if you have a look at the controls, there's the rotors and there's a stick, stick. attached, yes. physically stick. attached to yes. the rotors. And that thing literally turns <laughs> yes. the fucking motor yeah, yeah. that's driving the rotors. It's like a lawnmower... On a gimbal. Motor with a seat attached. That's yeah. pretty much yeah. it. And they got a, yeah. they got a throttle here. It's great. And this does the, the thing. And <laughs> it's the, fantastic. The two pedals do the rear. Yeah. It's the kind of helicopter thing. I could keep in my garage. Yeah. 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 It was the, yeah. Because it's only a couple of years later that, that you, we see those MASH helicopters, you know, those military those bubbles. Yeah, of, yeah, whatever they're called. Not Bell, in, Bell, not in 51, man. There's... Helicopters haven't been around for very long. True, true. At all. True. That, yeah, we've got to think that's probably, yeah, some pretty cool technology, actually. It's 1945. It was only five years before, six mm. years before. There's no helicopters at all mm. in the Second World War. Am I wrong? Mm. It was no, no, that's right. No, helicopters no. were just. So, how many yeah. stunt helicopter pilots are there? Yeah. yeah. And it was the actual actor, wasn't it, that did the stunt? Oh. It looked like. Well, it was no, right no, up in camera. Was. No, I don't it think was it was. Right, when he it jumps right out there. and saves the kid, he's right up in camera. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I was super impressed. I anyway. will reckon that these helicopters were probably, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll shut up now before I embarrass myself. <laughs> I was, I was going to say they're probably very easy to fly because it is just a stick. Yeah. You just sort of spend an afternoon learning how to fly the bloody thing and then you can yeah. fly it. Yeah. Pull the stick forward, engine goes back, push yeah. points backwards, yeah. the helicopter yeah. goes forward. It's like a drone. No, no really, sudden moves it? and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't get startled when you see a spider. If it starts spinning, you jump out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Um, we have another dramatic high point because there's been a bit of tension between old uh, Drake and uh, Randall. Because, because there's, uh, there's because some, of the chick yeah, who's caused some, all the tension. Yeah, that's the right. Place. There's some sort of... Uh, well, she's given Doctor, by this time, that cold shoulder scene yes. has happened. Now, the thing is that everybody in this world, apart from grumpy old Sydney Stanton, mm. is a bunch of perfectly upright, moral gentlemen and... Good old Randall says, well, what's yep. probably – Drake says, oh, it's probably best that uh, he takes my wife or wife-to-be. Yes, why not? <laughs> Jolly good. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. And so he secretly concocts a way to trick Randall into thinking that Randall needs to go on the plane on the rocket ship. Well, he has a change of heart. Like um, initially he wants to clean his dial – Right, mm-hmm. Doctor Drake wants to kill Randall. He wants to knock him out. Well, he's thought thought about it. Well, he nearly knocks him out. But when they decide to go on their mission, 
right? They get interrupted because he's, they're fronting up with one another. They're going to go fisticuffs, old style. I think when he came back in the helicopter, I think – That was Brand- before. It was before they but go. It was before, but then when uh, in the helicopter he says, oh, I thought about leaving it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they both have a chuckle. <laughs> yes. Now, when yeah. two people See? have a chuckle in film, yes. that means all forgotten. That's their best of friends. That's best is. clean the <laughs> That's right. So this is another kind of opportunity where the movie decides, you know – Let's not get all tense here, yeah. movie. Let's yeah. just be chill. Yeah. It's a chill movie. Everything's going to be nice. Let's not play the drama out. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Um, so the plan is that Dr. Randall, because he's a doctor, says that That's the right. other pilot dude- Well, he walks in behind Dave and catches him using the uh, the rockets video Controls, system yeah. to spy on his ex-girlfriend <laughs> outside. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees it, and then he <clears throat> yeah. and then walks up behind him, and that's when he lays the uh, the the subterfuge. Yeah, on so him. he's going to try and convince Drake that. Well, he says that the 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 actual pilot, you know, has a weak heart, yeah. and he might black out at the worst moment, so that's he might right. need another pilot. So. Well, he will black out. He's never going to re- regain consciousness to pilot the the ship in, and then we're all dead. Yes, and then Randall says, because up till then Randall has been the the super perfect gentleman, and says, no, 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 I'll I'll yeah. just go off here and die in a corner. Don't worry, don't take me. I'll yes, just take up space. So I'm just a useless helicopter. So, so we now have him. Well, he makes the statement, I've been searching for a reason to accept my place on the ship because everyone's been shoving it down his throat, Mm. including the father and the Mm -hmm. professor. Um, He says, I've been searching for a reason for months Mm. and now you've finally given me a reason. And it's like all of the guilt is gone. It's like he's no, completely. He's happy. He's, yeah, happy. Yeah. he's actually joyous about what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like that. He's, good. he's got a kind of a use on the mission as well. That's right. What, and that's what Drake, the perfect gentleman, mm. gave him. Mm-hmm. All right. But other people not so lucky because now it's time for the lottery. That's right. So um, all of the people who put all of that work into the thing, mm. they're all some nice People, wonderful. Well, we were following a couple, weren't we? There was. Oh yeah, they had to be introduced uh, half an hour earlier. Yeah, so, so we had to see exactly. how we had to see how much how wonderfully in love they yes. were with each yeah. other. That's right. Yep. We had a male and female sort of couple that we were part that. of the six hundred. Yes, that were and in then the lottery. In big well, text the on the screen says one of these is probably going to die. So what was the system like before a month before or something? Everybody on the crew, six hundred people picked out a number mm. out of two it's boxes. like a lottery. Yeah. And there were 22 women and mm. whatever. Um, and you took a number and you had to hold that number until the very last day. And then they post up the 44 names or the 44 numbers. And so it was a complete lottery. 40. The 44. I don't know why that poster said 44. We're f- yeah. It's 44. That, that, that's I thought breaking it was- the story because the extra four are the, the heroes that get the free trip. The two people, the, daughter, the dog, Dr. Hadron. The two people, the dog and the kid. Yeah, yeah. And I the, thought they and said the spaceship can only take 40. That's no, it can only take 40 lucky people plus yeah. us. Uh, mm, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You can join us on our rocket if you want. That's a biblical yeah. number, isn't it? 40, wasn't it? 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, 40 turns up all. So. Yeah. All right, so they have the lottery and um, some people are winners, some people are losers. That's right. And initially there's no human chaos. Mm. Um, Until ex- they realise that there's a bucket load of guns on the... On except the- for he, the, the male of the couple gets to go, but the female turns out not so much. Yep. So what does the male do? Well, he's a perfect gentleman as well, like everybody. He turns in his token. Yeah. He says, no, screw I it. I want to die yeah. with her. And then what happens to the token? <laughs> 
The, 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 the wheelchair pushing guy grabs the token, pulls out a revolver. <laughs> says, "I'm keeping this token." It's like we can't take you to another. Pl- we can't just ignore that you're pointing a gun at us and take you to another planet just because you got a disc, <laughs> plastic disc in your fucking hand, you idiot. So what happens to him? Um, he gets killed by a wheelchair get, guy who happens to have his own revolver yep, under the blanket. Yep. No, no, wait, wait. This is the, the servant of wheelchair, Stanton, grumpy, That's grumpy right. features. That's right, who gets told to wait outside all the time. So for some reason, both Stanton and his servant both have pistols. Yes. All right, and at that point, it's the the servant who wants on the ship and yep. he pulls out the pistol and then Stanton, who also happens to have a pistol, yep. decides to shoot his own servant. And for, as far as I can tell, has had the pistol the whole time. Yeah, he's got yeah. a blanket. He's for the whole film. Probably hand grenades and there's like daggers <laughs> yeah. underneath there. You, well, you he, feel like he doesn't all those people that were yelling at him earlier. No, it makes perfect yeah. sense for his character. Down. It makes perfect sense. He, he doesn't trust people. He gets yeah. guns there. Would, absolutely would have yeah, a gun. Yeah, yeah. Under his blanket. I thought that was a pretty good scene, the desperation of the manservant that was uh, told to wait outside and didn't even have a seat. Mm. Like the whole time, mm. he had no seat. He didn't even get a token. He didn't mm. even get yeah. to do the lottery. He didn't get yes. the fucking lottery. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been there the whole time, all the way from the very start. Yeah. Um, How did Sanders I think? Uh, he, would he, did he think he, his manservant would, would push him up the ramp, into the, put him <laughs> yes. in the seat, and then, and then say just goodbye, walk, walk, yeah. walk off now? And then just walk <laughs> off. He Have was, the afternoon off, Jeeves. <laughs> that, I think that was his naivete. Like the, the 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 scientists were naive to certain things, and then he was naive to certain things because he was looking in another direction as well. But you're right. Like um, there's nothing he had you can a offer people. You can't was, say you will inherit all my fortunes if you go off the. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing you can keep from people frantically clawing yep. their way onto that spaceship. Yeah, <clears throat> yep. there was only a seat on the spaceship. It's the only thing you could give away if he had it yeah. of value. Mm-hmm. Everything else is gone. All right, so um, everything's loaded up into the spaceship mm-hmm. and then all hell breaks loose and Zaya, uh, Bellus is going to crash into the planet yep. and then the rest of the crew, the, with everybody's loaded up on the ships and... The guns come out and a riot ensues and well, the, mutiny. And we see this. The the scientist, the head doctor, Dr. Hadron, mm-hmm. is, um, is he insta- he's tasked he's tasked himself or somehow he's become the pusher of the wheelchair. But he's got a plan. Yeah. What's his plan, Dan? Well, it somehow works out that he and Stanton- He knew the whole time that well, we can have a puppy and a kid and, <laughs> yes. and we can give a token to the chick that <laughs> yes. missed out because he's not going to get on board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. new world is for the young. Yes, how can we? Uh, how can we? How can we keep adding things to this thing? I thought there was only four. Oh, we'll find some. <laughs> yeah, we'll don't don't worry. worry about that. The whole time he knew. Yes. Right? So I'll I'll push you up the ramp. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so I can see the scene where it's Stanton. It's like Stanton with his gun. Yeah. All right, you bastards! I'm loading on first. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what and, I would have done. And Doctor Hadron's. No, no, no! I've got a better plan. We'll yeah. load you on last. Yeah, that'll that's right. that'll make things. <laughs> that way, you get the best seat. That's right, and you get the best view. The window seat. That's right. <laughs> So so basically um, the doctor the whole time uh, knew that he wasn't going to go so he had a couple of uh, um, ounces of weight up the sleeve to play with and that's how the dog and the kid and the extra And the extra chick- chicken or whatever it was gets on. That's right. Um, and so as you say, the, the guns, the, the horde find the guns, mm. <laughs> which was always going to happen. Yes. Um, there's one token guy that's just, 
don't you know that it's not going to make any difference <laughs> if we kill them 40 then the next 40 we'll, and we'll then we'll us. have to kill them and <laughs> yeah. he made Voice of reason. Ah, to hell with there. you get your guns boys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you love that scene yeah. all practicality and common sense goes out the fucking window of course and I love how they're, sh- they're, they're actually shooting at the spaceship when they're, they're the rocket ship. They're <laughs> yeah. like shooting at it. It's Fuck them. Like, <laughs> yes. We're not going to win, so at least they could lose. Fuck it. <laughs> it's a pretty cool sequence. Okay, so what does Dr. Hadron do when the rioters are coming surging up and the rocket's just sitting there and everybody's- He closes all the gates and lets the rocket ship go, doesn't he? Yes, but how does he do that? It just so happens that right next to him, there's, there's a, a giant lever. There's a oh, yeah. there's an emergency <laughs> shut the door button. An emergency start the rocket button, which is like this big lever that's just outside next to the ramp. And he's like, oh, Jim, quick, pull that's right. this. That's right. That's right. And, and I remember thinking, who's that for? Yeah, who was the guy who's supposed to? That's probably the manservant again. Go outside and push that lever. Push and then the, yeah, you the can imagine lever. one day earlier when people are just milling around and everything's almost done and it's like, oh, what does this do? Don't touch that. Don't touch that lever. You get to do it tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Yes, all right. And so poor old Stanton. Gets left behind. And he gets out of his wheelchair and walks. In a desperate oh, does does effort the, yes. to try and catch right. the I am healed. <laughs> yes, take me. It's almost a Darth Vader scene. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. I was thinking more of Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Same yes, thing. True. Yep. True. It's a trope. It's the trope it's generator. Trope. Yep. yep. This movie is the it trope is. generator. So the sled rocket launch system works flawless, yes. flawlessly. We don't get to see the launching rocket, uh, the launching sled but we do get to see the the rocket launched into space. And what else do we know? Do we don't get to see the the worlds colliding? <laughs> yes, no, no, we don't get that. It would have looked pretty poorly in 1950s. <laughs> and I'm sure what's his name, George Powell. Okay, so we've got some stock footage of Krakatoa blowing up. We've got a building falling over. We've got a car catching fire. Excellent. All I need for the stock footage is: Do you have any two planets colliding? Anybody got any film of that? Yeah. No. This film was slated for a remake in 19, uh, 2012 or 2010 or something. Mm. Didn't happen, but a new remake of that film would, of course, have fantastic little Oh, it'd be awesome oh, yeah. special effects. Good. When yeah. CG collides. It would be awesome special We know what that film would look like. It'd be awesome special effects. It'd be one of the bigger houses would do most of the stuff. And the story wouldn't make sense. Terrible actors. No. It'd be like Mark Wahlberg or The Rock, right? In it. Yeah. They'd be the they pilot. They would be ex Navy Seals. They yes. would be ex Navy Seals. That's right. You'd have somebody like um, Gary Oldman or something would be in the wheelchair. He'd be the nemesis. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe Cumberbatch might be the scientist or something like that, although he's a bit young. But Or he could be the doctor. He can't play good he people. He could be the doctor, Dr. Drake or something. Um, Cumberbatch can never but it play anyone terrible but film. Like they would have taken that and fucked it completely, this film. But I do like the idea of the, the second book becoming a film. That's pretty cool okay. where we land on the other planet. So anyway... Um, we don't get to see the worlds collide. We don't get to see the worlds collide, unfortunately. Mm. Um, spaceship. That's um, the untold fantastic stories that they were advertising. What? I mean, they call it when worlds collide, and then they don't show us worlds collide. Yes. And one of the one of the poster <laughs> subtitles <laughs> <Yes>. was untold <laughs> things. Yeah. Yes, that's one of them. Yes, that's the one Completely big thing untold. we wanted to see. So it's a short trip to um, Zyra. Yeah. Well, it's basically yes. where Earth used to be. That's right. I mean, they yes. just have to get out of the way. Yeah, then- yeah, yeah. They don't even move. They just, yeah. just Zyra just slots underneath well, G-force, them. G-force, and- like, blackout, blackout, what are they? Um, 
Um, is there a word for that where G-forces black you out? Yeah, it's called a blackout, I think. <laughs> no, there's a, I swear there was a Lose word. Lose consciousness. It was out or something. Um, they, it's so short that the threat was that you wouldn't wake up before you, it was time to land. Mm-hmm. So it really is just across, you know, maybe within the moon distance of Earth. It's like yeah? that one of those short plane trips. You go up. They give you a coffee and then you're going back yeah, down yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, and what do we what do we see when people start to come to? We see that <laughs> we see that cool scene where Dave Randall um, comes to mm-hmm. after being told that he he's only there. Yeah, there's a pilot next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks, he looks fantastic. He, just, he looks like he didn't even pass out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you pass out, you wuss? And I love that scene. That, like the camera just holds on him where he sort of goes like that, and he goes. I've been tricked. And then he looked like, <laughs> why you? <laughs> yes. Um, and they don't run out of fuel. And remember that there's a fuel gauge that says full, Trope. half, and empty. And empty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, very accurate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Scientific. <laughs> yes, there's still a fuel left. Very good. <laughs> I love it. And uh, they land on some lovely soft snow. Uh, they happen to find some, a snow patch and, and land on the snow. Mm-hmm. Bounce stops. a few times, but yeah. otherwise it's really pretty good landing. landing. It's pretty, pretty good awesome landing. Perfectly, yep. Been on rougher landings in an aeroplane, and um, now they don't know if there's actually breathable <laughs> air outside. Yeah. Then they say, hang on, let us first <laughs> test the air. And luckily somebody says, well, that's the stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else are we going to do? What are we going to do? Live in the spaceship forever? <laughs> I love that scene from, um, um, what's the spoof Star Trek um, with Tim Allen? Oh, shit. Galaxy uh, Quest. Galaxy yeah, Quest. Yeah, yeah. And um, Guy, the... Uh, He's crewman number five, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's always panicking. He's like, is there air? Do you even know if you can breathe? Because he knows that it's the guy in the red shirt that it's always yeah, gets yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, they can breathe. Turns out. The camera pans around to see what? Legoland. Yeah, it's uh, Teletubbies landscape. One of the worst two-dimensional uh, matte paintings. Yeah. Like it, it just looks like it's from another film because yeah. up until this point, there's been, there've been great matte paintings and mm. great visual effects, and we see this really shitty. Let's let's bring up. Maybe it was their attempt to make it look different and otherworldly and alien. It, it yeah, yeah, it could have been. No, okay, that's it there. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's terrible. It's okay. terrible. But it does have some interesting aspects to it. What do we see here? Because this is from the alien film. building. We see alien. They're pyramids. We yeah, see right, on the left there. hand some, and we sort see of an alien thing, some sort of fortress over here on the yep. left hand side, which is very interesting. A, so they're, they're Egyptian pyramids. That's a bit like the temple of Ramses, what's a face, where yeah. there's the big statues, the four big statues yeah. standing in the temple. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a but, kind of Egyptian kind of, of and feel it leaves the movie it. open, doesn't it? Like when the movie finishes, mm-hmm. which is pretty much now. And remember our thing about do movies conclude or do they end? It's yeah. like, oh, we didn't die. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also also looking end. at the vista, keep in mind that they just landed in an Arctic uh, <laughs> yes. snow, yes. very deep snowy area. Yeah. This yeah. is like the, the new series of Lost in Space where they where they land on the uh, space uh, the space in glacier. It gets and, 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 and the boy falls down a little hole and he's in the jungle. Mm. And then the 100 meters to the yeah, left, yeah. the other... Cr- Ship crashes in a, in a, in a desert, and yeah, all these landscapes are within within a block of one another. So 
same here. It's alien, Tom. Yeah, you put yeah. the word alien in front of it and it all works. Spring comes quickly. Yeah, yeah. But it, it leaves itself open. So did you get the sense that, that the film didn't have um, – that it didn't have that conclusion that we were looking for. Well, just before we leave this, mm. um, there is a explanation for what this is. And the first most important thing that we all have to, anybody who's watching at home, mm. stop playing your computer game and uh, open up a new tab. Chesley Bonestell. Right. Type in Chesley Bonestell. you might have to spell that out. So C-H-E-S-L-E-Y. C-H-E-S-L-E-Y. E-S-L-E-Y. Bonestell is like bone. B-O-N-E-S-T-E-L-L. B-O-N. B-O-N-E, bone. Oh, yeah, Bonestell. Okay. Yeah. Chesley S-T-E-L-L. Okay. So Ches- that's old Chesley. There he is there. Looks like he probably he's, he's an American. He's an American painter. Yeah, go to images. Um, and he looks like he's the matte painter, yeah? Yes. Okay. And he's not the matte painter. Well, he's not any matte painter. He's not a matte painter. He's, he's the, the matte painter. He's the matte painter. Okay, because I'm seeing some, uh, what is this, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? Not for this film. The matte this... painter for this film is a Jan Dormela. Aha, uh-huh, yes. But, 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 but. This is, um, that last painting is from Chesley is that, why, is that why it looks totally, totally out of place? place. But no, but it's his concept art. Okay, cool. It's so it should art. never have been a map painting. It should never have been. Now, the story is that it either they ran out of money and they just said, ah, fuck it, we'll just stick up his concept art, that'll do. Yep. Or the other, other, other story is that they just stuck up his concept art and then they sent it off to Paramount who said, that's fantastic. Yeah. Locked in. Done. No yeah. more money for that shot. Print. Print. Yes, print. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so cruise up the top. I want to show you a particular. He's done image. some awesome stuff. There's some stuff here that it, that jumps. That looked like Planet of the Apes down here. Well, this is the story, right? And this is why this is why this is actually um, important. Go to that picture over there. This one. One towards me. This one. That one. That is a very important picture. Um, meet here we see meet the father of modern, modern space, space art. art. Okay, right. so Chesley here, Chesley Bonestell, is really the first dude who ever started painting space pictures. Oh, I got you. Right? Are these oils? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a bit about the technique in a second. Um, first dude, and not only that, painting them from a scientific perspective. Okay. And remember, he's also painting before anybody has landed on the moon. Oh, I got you, yes. yes right? Of so he of is really, this is freaking computer graphics. Yeah. In inverted commas, yeah. oil paint. Computer graphics for the 1970s or something. No, 50s. 40, yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Before the 1950s, before the. Yeah. And so this painting here, this specific painting here, mm. um, you know, has been referred to as the. Um, the painting that launched a thousand careers. Okay, and basically, you know, loads of people were like kids or young people when they saw this, and they're like, "That's freaking amazing! That's the freaking space! I'm going to be a scientist when I grow up! I'm going to get a telescope and I'm going to look through the things." So it's, it's, it's titled Saturn as seen from Titan. So it's 1944. Yeah, yeah, and not only yes, exactly 1944. I mean, the Second World War hasn't finished yet. Yes, They're yes. still working on that. Yeah, right. And that's why it's like the the artist that launched a thousand careers because 
he started making everybody get all enthusiastic about space and mm-hmm. spaceships, and he's actually designing spaceships, and he's yep. and he's talking with um, who's von Braun, the Werner von Braun. Yeah, yeah, those guys are kind of talking together. And you know what? You know what? This a lot of this stuff <coughs> looks very much like um, who's Lucas's. Star Wars, Ralph Ma- Macquarie. Macquarie. Look at look at this expansive. There's these big uh, vistas with spaceships and cliffs and stuff on. It's almost like Macquarie mm-hmm. went down this path. Quite. Maybe, well, probably maybe he was an underling, or maybe he studied under him, or something. No, no, it's like this picture here. Like I said, the picture that launched a thousand careers. It's just that this guy is like yep. inspirational for everybody. And he's the yep. guy who designed the spaceship for this film. And he designed the spaceship for the film. Oh, okay, spaceships. See, look at this. These yeah, pictures yeah. here. That's yeah. what spaceships look like. And he basically designs these. Remember, these are kind of V two rockets with yep. you know nineteen forty four. Remember, mm. so he's right on the cutting edge of the edge of super technology. Yeah, and he's also using the best science of the day to interpret what's it like on Mars, mm. and what if we flew a V2 friggin' rocket to Mars. Yeah. And people are like, fuck. And then, you know, he's, he's painting... the colour Yeah, Mars, he's painting like, realistic pictures of these things and he's awesome. just really inspiring loads of people. Yeah. So, um, his later technique... Yes, yes, 2001 and a million other things. So his technique, he starts off as a sort of an oil painter, so he's just painting oil paintings. Yeah. But then he starts to get um, hyper-realistic. He wants to get really realistic. Okay. So his sort of final technique, there's one over there, I think. That one there, you can see the, the black and white, that one. Just bring that one up for everybody watching at home. That's his depiction of, what is it? A landscape of the moon. Landscape yeah, this moon. is actually a particular mountain on the moon. Okay. And that's his depiction of it. All right. <laughs> right? So we have an oil painting, and then we have a photograph from, like, you know, a modern photograph of it. And it's like, it's pretty... Pretty close. He's got a pretty good impression of what that yeah. that, that actual mountain looks like. Mm. Um, so his final, final, final point is that... Towards the, I don't know, middle of his career or when he's really getting going, is is these are actually 3D models. Okay. But 1940s 3D models means yeah, you have yeah. to make it out of paper mache. Yeah. So he makes the whole thing. He makes the mountains. He makes the vista. He makes it all. He makes it all as a giant model. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know what the technique is, but he's probably using some sort of photograph and then he's using a, some sort of projector and then he's painting on top of that. And that's how he's getting these. So he gets the shadows right and the light yeah. falling off around the yeah. object. Yeah, yep. And then he just uses his skill for, you know, specular highlights and um, bloom and, you know, all of those type of things. Just to make And none of what you're talking about <clears throat> went into that. <laughs> and none of it went into the final. <laughs> exactly. So let's bring it back home. So all that brilliance, <laughs> yes. right, was the end point, not the start point of what we were talking about. Yes. I mean, so- there's, there's indicators. There's, there's some things there that sort of indicate that there's uh, that thought process of um, that was going on with him. But... This here really does look like a... Um, it's a cartoon. Really. It's a concept piece. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a concept. It looks like a concept That's sketch. literally what it is. So it is a Chesley Bonestell, um, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a concept It was piece. such a letdown, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It's the climax. It's like you've reached the goal. No one knew what the fuck they were going to find, and when the doors opened, that's what we found. <laughs> yeah. we, we found a cartoon. <laughs> and it really looks like uh, early Walt Disney... Attempts at you know when he played mm. around with that hyper real sort of yeah it's a pity. Um, but do we know why there are settlements and stuff on the planet? Is that to do with the second book or something? No, I don't really know. But I think they, they are alien aliens 
previously on that okay, planet. Cool. They um, and they because in the book these are planets, right? There's not a star. Mm. So what happened is that the aliens knew that their planet was going to get thrown out of orbit, and so they started building these these cities yeah. where they could survive on this planet, which would be without a sun for for eons. And then they decided to just die out instead mm. after they finished the cities. So when our humans land, so the British. The two American ships land, the British land in a, in a lake somewhere and get rescued. And as I said, the Germans, the Russians and the the Asians get together and form a Soviet Union and they want to take over the world. And the fighting commences and humans are at each other's throats. And that's what the story is there. And remember, that story is written in the 1930s. So they're really talking about current mm. current events, mm. right? But they live so. in those alien cities. They, they, they are their headquarters they, <clears throat> that they find. Yep. I got the sense that the film had more of a conclusion than some of the other ones. It had a conclusion because we wanted to get to the planet. Yeah. We got to the planet. We opened yeah. the door. There's the planet. Now, we've watched other what, films where down. they didn't land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> yeah. they just, yeah, no. where the victory was taking off. Mm. You know, and yeah, and let's have a high five and, you know, the equivalent. And, how they and then we never see it. A different story. But at least they got there and yeah. they opened up and they could breathe the air. And Because could, what more do you want? Yeah, that's right. What else do you want? Do you want to see them <laughs> set up camp? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought as well. No, no, that's fair comment. That's yep. fair comment. Yeah, and the the guy and the girl end up as together as well. Holding so hands on a on a yes, holding hands, personal a little relationship choir. level. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so that's it. Uh, yep. Conclude with a few themes. Um, disaster movie again. This is the trope master. This movie, the movie that you know launched a thousand tropes. Yep. Um, it's like a disaster movie. One of the sort of earliest examples of a disaster movie. The mm-hmm. genre. Yep. Um, probably a lot of themes of um, atomic war, you know, going on, just coming after, out, out of the Second World War. Yep. Um, we did the bib- biblical stuff, Noah's Ark and all of that sort of business. Yep. Um, few versus many, you know, about, um, yeah, how only, I suppose it's a bit of a weird theme that everybody dies at the end. Uh, except our heroes who go on to the new world, so and a bunch of people that won a lottery, and a bunch of people that are the luckiest people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's about it. But they're all arriving in uniform. They're all wearing the same <coughs> yes. pon- same coloured poncho and a beanie. Yes, those weird and sort of arctic and beanies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the, because they didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So, yeah, come prepared. Wear a poncho. Could be rainy on the yes, other planet. Yes, it yeah. could be cold out. Absolutely. Could be acid rain. It could be all sorts of different things. Yes. Um, it costs 936000 estimated budget. It is a lot for the time. <clears throat> for, the, for the time, I'd say you're coming, it'd probably be about a $12 million yeah, film. Yeah, I'd guess. Yeah. About yeah. $12 million, $15 million, something mm. like that in today's. So, which is low. Today's money, but there's no visual. There's not a lot of visual effects in it. It's all physical effects. It's all in, miniatures. In the trivia like on IMDb, it says that George Pal had envisioned much, much bigger movie and couldn't secure the funding he needed. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, so really, for that budget, they did a pretty good job. But realistically, for the time, that's a pretty expensive film. Yep. yep. Um, and it probably wouldn't have got a run at the Academy Award if it didn't have that type of spending. Mm. Um, what did it get the Oscar specifically for? Um, for the models, for the matte paintings, for no what? best visual effects or something like that. So yeah, yeah, but the, the, no, no, I, I don't know. I don't specifics. know what actually was, was just, the, the. It must have been the I just miniatures. Ass- well, I just assumed all of it. Must, the, like, the there's miniatures. a lot of look, images of the like saying, of the miniatures. There's lots of stock footage in there which wouldn't particularly be impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, so how do we rate this one, gentlemen? 
burn, borrow, or buy? Well, um, let me go first mm-hmm. um, because I read a lot of reviews actually, mm-hmm. and um, I th- found that six point seven. Um, yeah, IMDb, and I found that that was basically consistent across everyone. Yeah, everyone who reviewed it basically give it plus. More than 50%. Yes. But uh, only, you know, 60, 65%. I'd love to see a film from that era that goes higher than 6.7 with today's rating. Mm. Who was rating them? Well, you're talking about a lot of people that don't get into that Mm. field. Who are the people? There's only a handful that would rate it higher um, for nostalgia reasons that are actually rating films on IMDb. Mm. You know, how many 60-year-olds are walking around rating films on IMDb mm. which would True. have a nostalgia connection to this film? True. Um, you know, there'd be a handful of guys that's sort of our age and then they start to come down. Mm. They're not going to give a fuck about it nostalgia-wise, mm. so therefore the mm. score's probably going to come down a little bit. Um, so, so it's I, pretty good if it's holding it steady. I think of its time, I don't think you'd see many films that are that good, mm. 6.7 IMDb. Mm. So everybody, basically, lots of people, everybody slash lots of people, 6.7. And I kind of agree with that. I think that, that that's that's probably correct. Mm. Um, mm. I, you know, it's a good example of all of the things we've discussed, plus a, a really good example of that atomic age of 50s movies. And another kind of thing that I like about it, I was like the story is kind of straightforward. They're not mm. trying to stick 500 stories happening at the same time, which tends to happen a lot these days with modern movies. They've just got one kind of story going through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I agree with all that, all of that stuff. My only complaint is that it's just a little bit wooden. It's yeah. just a little bit. The drama is just a little bit. Like the whole film sits on the surface. Uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing goes too deep. There's yeah. no, it hasn't got the rewatchability that I like yeah. for a film that I like to buy yeah. because mm. I want to watch it again. Yeah. Mm. There's now, no really compelling characters in it. And there's no roller coaster. Yeah. It's yeah. a coaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Enjoyment. like the first scene when we see Dave Randall, he sets himself, like that scene sets him up to be quite the character, mm. but he never yeah. really turns mm. into He's a, a character. He probably just, gets, yeah. yeah. He it never turns, turns into, into a really character guy in the, the film. Yes, he gets more sensible. And the bad guy is the only guy that gets any sort of depth of character. Mm. If right? I th- compare it to films like um, um, uh, Forbidden Planet, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. which is a, another one of those sensible, well-made yeah. films. Yeah. And but I like to rewatch it. I, yeah. There's things in there that I just love. Well, seeing. Well, there's some good characters. Yes, even down to the chef. You know, he's got some depth to him and, mm. and he's compelling to watch. Mm. And everybody in the film that is of note that has speaking lines has a reason, you know, they've, they're driven by mm. something and we know what those things are. Mm. In this, it's not so much. You watch it once mm. and then you've seen it and that's good. Yeah. You can move yeah. on. Yeah. A little bit bland. So from my point of view, it's um, groundbreaking and it's launched a thousand tropes and all of that business. Yeah. But in the end, uh, I wouldn't buy it. Um, I wouldn't burn it. But I'd I'd borrow it. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it on YouTube. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said there. Mm. Um, it's a little sh- shallow, wooden, as you as you say. It sort mm. of doesn't have any depth mm. across the whole thing. But the concept itself mm. has crossed the decades. Mm. It's a strong thing. Mm. If someone, if the right person helmed the project, I'd love to see this film in today's age. It would never happen. Mm. Um, whoever got the hands on the rights to do this would be the wrong people. Mm, you yes. know, McG or some shit, you know. Michael Bay. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a Bay movie, right? The destruction, Earth destruction. Yes, that's right. But I think if it was done right and if it was done, you know, even Spielberg or somebody that did it right and he had a 
revisits his golden age of movie making, then the concept would make it a huge film. I think it could be a, potentially a huge film. Um, but yeah, that concept I think makes up a lot of the lack of depth. Mm. But for me, I'd borrow it. Um, I don't think I'd put it in the collection though. Mm. Same. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Unanimous. There you go. Beautiful. All right, gentlemen, thank you once again. Um, what's going on on the socials? Anything, Dan, on um, the social webs? Um, yes, we're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Write a comment immediately. Type in something. Press a thumbs up. Press a subscription. <laughs> something. Something. <laughs> make something go on the social media thing. We're really just interested in validation. Or yes. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Yes. Thank you. Said on the on the on the Pork Chop Express already. <laughs> We're talking to anyone who's listening out there. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. And uh, for us, it's uh, bye for now. See ya. Bye. bye.